0: Welcome back, everyone. This is Lynn Gilliland from Lessons from Leaders. It's a podcast of Lynn Gilliland Consulting. This is part two with Christine. Oh, so she is the CEO of Humantim. And at the first part, we were talking about leading now and taking that leaders need to take care of themselves. And I wanted to... Um, and, and Christine, you were talking about also that leaders need to um you can't just say well this is the way that I am you know if if it does not work for you get over your bad self those weren't your words (laughs) um so it is challenging when one is so tired as as many people are right now to take input and feedback on how one can adjust or what one what what you may be doing that's not working how do you think about that yourself um Yeah, I
1: mean, it's always hard to get criticism. Hopefully, it's constructive criticism, but any kind of criticism can be hard because, especially if you if you really are trying to bring your best self and be, um, you know, transparent and and um, committed, and somebody tells you that what you're doing is not exactly what you should be doing or that you've got the tone wrong, um, you know, that can that can hurt. And I just I try to take that early as a learning thing and I think going back to what I was saying earlier about being agile if you're looking at all of this as you know I am learning as I go Um, and I think you know kind of going back to what we were saying about my background that I I have a PhD in epidemiology but now I'm the CEO of a member organization for back-office support Um, you know I have always Learned as I go, learned as I went, and um, so I think that's how I try to take those comments or those those suggestions. Um, and you know, and I found a lot of comfort in um, the periodic uh, interactions I have with other CEOs. Um, I'm part of a women's CEO group on WhatsApp, and we have occasional uh, virtual happy hours. Um, Humentum now has a CEO roundtable that we hold once a month, and I'm about to start um, on the off two weeks. I'm starting um, a monthly kind of CEO hangout session where we can just come together. Anybody who wants to join, we can just chat. Um, because sometimes it's really hard being a CEO because you don't have um, anyone who is your direct peer. Um, I will say that. Um, I have found great comfort and support in my senior leadership team. We've really come together and we've worked very closely together um, on getting through this. And that has been just, you know, such a, I'm I'm just so grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, being also able to, look to my senior leadership team and ask them to take things on so that I'm not doing all of it. Um, looking at people across our organization who could be doing different things or taking on different tasks because of the moment in which we find ourselves that they haven't been doing previously, but we've found that there are some people who are really happy to walk into those, those new roles. Um, that's been exciting. And, um, and it also kind of helps me cope with just trying to not get to. Uh, stretch too
0: thin it seems like one of the things that's coming out of the the covid situation is um rethinking not only how we work so that we're because we're all virtual now or remote but who does what and how do we communicate um what do you have what have you you have mentioned a few things have you been has that been like front and center or is it just been a byproduct
1: Um, Well, those things have been part of it. I mean, we so we had the advantage of already being a fully distributed workforce. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, We've been virtual for about three years. So this was not new to us, but we did have to really deliberately stop at the beginning of the pandemic and say, is the way that we have been working going to work for us going through this? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have, um, you know, our staff are distributed across, I think, Right now it's eight countries and many time zones. Um, And so we had to think about like, you know, all of those things that we're now seeing different companies and organizations adopt. But, you know, we were very early on saying, we have to have flexible working hours. Um, We need to check in with everybody and see if they've got the childcare arrangements that they need and can they work given, you know, what their responsibilities are with kids at home. Um, We, Instituted having um, twice weekly um, staff, informal staff check in with our head of HR. So, um, you know, she was there and people could check in, but we really wanted to have a way for people to be, you know, to like kind of be taking people's pulse as we went along to see how they were doing and Mm -hmm. making sure that we were meeting their needs. Um, Thankfully, I would say for our staff, this has been fairly. uh, Unadventurous is not the word. Uneventful. This has been fairly uneventful for them. Um, I mean, we've been able to keep all of our staff on. Um, People have been in good health, and as I said, we're already virtual. So I think that has being able to offer that kind of stability has helped but um, but, we really have had to kind of think through how we work, and one of the big things was that we were just about to enter into an in person um, strategic planning process mm-hmm. that had these three um, you know key moments where we our strategy group was coming together in person to work, and so we had to pivot to doing an um, a, a fully online virtual strategy process including all the discussions with our board and it's been very successful but I think it's um, it, it perhaps has been a little harder than what we had anticipated and again it has really required flexibility on all of our parts in terms of how we work because just you have to do things different when you're working virtually.
0: So what have you, listening to all of that, the changes, the stress, you know, the things that are the same, the things that are different, what, like, what have you discovered about your own leadership style, either things that you needed to pull back on or lean into or whole new skills that you didn't have? Um, I think part of it has been,
1: uh, it, it's a little hard for me because I'm a fairly, I'm fairly new in my job. I've been here since November. So, um, it's fairly hard for me to kind of dice those apart Mm. uh, because some of it is just learning more about Humentum and learning more about, um, you know, being a leader within this particular organization. But um, I have had to work to make sure that people know that I'm accessible. Um, And um, I think Ben, you know, I've had to make to work harder at being deliberate about um, making clear, you know, my position on things and how we're working and, um, maybe over or or more, more, um, deliberately emphasizing our, our key messaging, that sort of thing. Um, again, that's part of that is just adapting to working in a fully distributed workforce, virtual workforce. Um, you know, I, I, I have to say, one of my attributes coming into this job and coming into this crisis was that I am a very flexible leader. I was already, um, and I, you know, jokingly say that's because I spent 15 years working in West Africa where, you know, you're never sure if the electricity is going to be on, and you're working in really challenging conditions a lot of the time, and so you have to be adaptable. And, um, you know, for me, I was this particular situation meant that that was a really good um, uh, right. competency to have coming into it. Okay. Um, yeah. And there are other things that, you know, I wish I'd had more of. Um, and I think, you know, and I guess that's part of it. Like um, we've, again, have had to pivot. We were already virtual, but we have had to really um, do a hard pivot on offering our work um Online, mm-hmm. so we were supposed to have an in-person conference in April. We totally retooled that and did that um, last week, actually, in the beginning of June, um, and had a fabulous online conference. Um, but I really have to trust the people who work for me because that is not, you know, that's not my sweet spot. I don't know the technology and um i really had to say okay you guys take it forward and just tell me where you need me and um that can be scary sometimes and so kind of making sure that i pull myself back and i respect like all this incredible experience and competency that i have on my teams and let them do their jobs um and they have done it wonderfully
0: and that's 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 the sweet spot of being a leader that you hire the right people, you let them go and then you got to let them go. And that's what you're talking about. It's not your area. You have to say, okay, I know I hired the right, we got the right people here. Go. So, yeah. yeah. Can you talk to us about, um, so thinking back in your, uh, with your younger self, Mm -hmm. um, what, what do you know now that you wish you knew then? So, what advice would you give your younger self or what do you wish that you had that you knew then? Um, so I guess one is kind of a hard
1: competency thing and the other is a soft one. The hard competency is um, learn about accounting, learn about, mm-hmm. learn about you know, P&L, learn about margins um, because if you want to go into senior management and leadership you really have to have a solid, um, financial head on your shoulders. And, um, and I have had to learn that as I've gone and I have been lucky because I've had a few people who have been, you know, gone out of their way to like give me the time that I needed to ask them all the dumb questions. Um, but it has been an area where I have always felt like I was kind of running to keep up and, now I feel like I'm doing okay. Um, and again, we've got a fantastic CFO, so I work with her very closely on stuff. And, um, so that helps, but, um, that, that I really would emphasize for anybody wanting to go into leadership and, and senior management, that's really important. The soft skill is, um, you know, don't sweat the small things. Mm. Um, I, feel passionate about lots of things. And I think, um, my younger self had a very hard time differentiating between how much I should get passionate about the small things that didn't matter a whole lot and how much, I and because I would, I had, I had no range. I would just get, you know, completely bent out of shape, passionate, angry, whatever you want to call it. Um, kind of no matter what it was. And, um, I've really held on to that passion and to that anger, but I also have learned how to manage that a lot better and to, you know, prioritize what really needs my energy and what doesn't. And I think that gets back to trying to just survive when you're tired all the time, cause you're managing a whole lot.
0: Yeah. That's good. And then just thinking about that, you know, advice to your younger self, what, When you look at up and young leaders today or aspiring leaders today, what would, what advice would you give them? I think again,
1: um, you know, really work on your capacity to be flexible and agile Mm. and um, do not kind of, at least in, in our sector, Um, You know, don't fix on, I am going to have this absolutely linear trajectory that is, you know, always going up to the next step. Um, I think a lot of the most potent learning moments I've had are from linear moves um, and some of the things that I just never expected to get into that for whatever reason I did and then I learned an awful lot from them. And again, sometimes those have been really, really difficult um situations and situations that part of me wishes I never had to have gone through. And on the other hand, um the way I now get you know, I get value out of them now because I look at what I learned from them. And um you know, how they, maybe just how they toughened me up and, you know, kind of battle scars, but also things that I learned that I can then channel into the way that I'm being a leader now.
0: Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you, that you would say to people leading right now, like maybe you're already seeing these attributes or these characteristics, but, or philosophy, what, you know, what do you think people need to really bring forward when we're carrying two heavyweights of the pandemic and the economy? It's actually three, the pandemic, the economy here in the U.S., and then Black Lives Matter. Yeah.
1: Um, it's not all about you. Mm. It's, not, it's, it's not even about you. Like, you are there, but I really believe in, I mean, I believe in being an outspoken leader and being out in front and being seen and everything else that a leader probably likes to be. But at the same time, like, remember that you are serving others. And especially in the global development sector, we're serving, um, you know, all of the populations and communities with whom we work. But frankly, I mean, for me to be a leader, you're serving your staff, you're serving, um, your stakeholders and, um, you need to be ready to sit and listen and either be humble or be told to be humble. Um, and sometimes you don't get it. I think I started out with this. Sometimes you don't get it all. You don't always get it right. Sometimes you you mess up. Um, but you know, you're also a human being. So that's, that's normal. Um, but I, I think one of the most, is one of the most surprising things that's happened to me since the pandemic started um, has been that, you know, I was always taught like, you know, a CEO is out in front and has a poker face and, you know, doesn't show their emotions and, is the, and that's how you lead. And especially if you're a woman, you can't afford to show emotion because if you do, then people will think you're weak or that you're just being a woman or whatever. And, you know, when the pandemic started in earnest, um, we had our first all staff meeting and, you know, and I cried in front of my staff because when I cry, I cry. Like, I don't, you know, I can't not do it. Um, And I was, and I remember doing that and thinking, oh, you know, are they going to think less of me or have I, you know, I've just broken all the rules of being a good CEO. And what does this mean? Especially because I am new? because I'm still establishing who I am. And I had several staff members reach out to me afterwards and say, you know, thank you, you brought your authentic self, like we all wanna cry and seeing you cry helped us know that it's okay for us to cry. And so um, I have cried a couple of times since then, I think. Um, and I don't do it all the time, but that was a big, I was like, wow, I can do this and it was okay. And and I wasn't expecting that. And so um, I think it's caused me to really think about Am I authentically, and how, like, you can say, oh, I'm gonna be my authentic self, but like, what does that actually mean? And um, I think it's being authentic, but I think it's also showing your vulnerability. So.
0: I think that is so important because so many of us, and I know this is true a lot for women and men too, you know, we're trying to be better, and we have an image in our mind about who that either it's a person or some fake ideal that we have in our mind of what we're striving to be that we're never, you know, we're never getting there. So there's, it's like being your authentic self allows other people to be theirs. It drops the weight of faking it. And, and so then we're free to be creative and innovative and bring our own gifts and talents, which reminds me, I heard if you're doing somebody else, who's doing you, if you're playing, you know, so you're leaving your spot empty. Um, But the other bit is, which I want to tie back to something you said earlier about asking for input. You didn't, I think you said, you know, how am I doing? If I'm messing up, let me know. Because that's part of being authentic, saying, you know, I'm doing my best, but if I'm stepping on your toes, let me know. And adjusting, being authentic doesn't mean you're just you all the time, whatever that looks like. If you feel like yelling at people in a meeting, that's your authentic self, you do. That's not what we're saying right so there's a line there of being authentic and always also trying to adjust your leadership so that it um is fruitful for all serving everyone as you said
1: yeah and i think i think it's it's about being authentic but you also have to remember that you're always this role model for people Mm -hmm. when you're a ceo like whether you like it or not, like people are always looking up to you in a sense and see that they're taking your cues. And, and that's why it is important to show them your authentic self. Like that crying example I, I stated, but, um, but you want to be showing them the kind of leadership qualities that you would like them to be adopting. So, so you don't yell at people in meetings and (laughs) you you, um, you, you follow You follow the ways that you think that, that you want others to be working with you
0: as well. That's good. That, there's the nuance right there. Thank you for that. So Christine, we're at, coming up to the end. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you wanted to touch on? Um,
1: I don't think so necessarily. I guess just kind of, again, thinking about this moment where we are in time, which is entirely unique. And, um, you know, I guess I, it's funny, I've been reading this thread on Facebook around, you know, wearing masks and should you wear masks? And, you know, these articles say this and these articles say the other thing. And, um, you know, I guess, where am I going with this? I guess going back to this idea of we are always learning
0: Mm. and,
1: um, you know, the scientific community right now is always learning and sometimes they're getting it right. And sometimes they're not getting it quite right and they have to walk things back or they have to change their guidance as we learn more. And I guess, you know, leadership is kind of similar in that, that you're always going forward, but you're always learning and hopefully you're kind of building on top of where you were and getting more, um, familiar and more um competent at you know what at those things that you are learning how to do and and how you use them and when you use them um and so you know for me i guess just yeah again it kind of comes back to this idea that it's it's constant learning and um and about being agile and and that is a leadership that can get you through these really um unforeseen times and uh yeah yeah. and then getting enough sleep
0: and getting enough sleep and walking the dog walking the dogs listening to trevor noah Noah trevor so thank you so much for your time and your wisdom um for sharing with us and for bringing your authentic self here and uh we look forward we wish you the best of luck and we look forward to Uh, a re-engagement maybe come back tell us how it's going i'd be happy to thanks so much for this one thank you